Yes, sir. You ready? Give her shit. I'm ready. <laughs> Rupert Harvey, welcome. Welcome to the Going Again podcast, brother. Thank you very much, man. It's a pleasure. Haven't seen you in years. Yeah, I, w- I, was, I wanted to ask you, when was the last time we saw each other? The last time that you dressed me up in coveralls made me fall down a set of stairs, run across a schoolyard and get tackled by a cop. We were doing the border. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Now, I'm for serious. everyone that's listening, that's a TV show. This isn't real scenario. <laughs> yeah, from Rupert the border, wasn't trying to get over the border. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it back home. <laughs> that's right. Wow, the board. That's a while ago. That's a while ago. That's the last. I time. remember it. Yes. Well, I'll be damned. You're the one that called me to retirement. I was going, is this guy serious? I'm way too out of shape at this moment to be <laughs> doing a chase scene. But that was. I, I had ended up having a, a real fun day. That's wicked. Yes. That's yes. awesome. I'm so glad. And, yeah, thanks for for remembering me after all those years bringing me back in. I I you're not you're not easy to forget, bud. <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that up just a smidgen if you can. Okay. Yeah, just just to lift you oh, just kind okay, of okay. Not, not that far. We won't be able to see it. Okay. There you go. Perfect. All right. That's good. I'm <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. Right. So what what have you been doing? Well, a little mostly I've been teaching um Qigong and, yeah. and, and, and Kung Fu. My biggest group right now is Qigong. I'm doing, you know, the medical thing, helping a lot of um, all ages, but a lot of uh, middle age and some elderly people that train with me, and they've been getting some really good re- results. I've also been teaching for the past five years at the um, uh, what is it, the College of Naturopathic Medicine. Oh wow! Um, just teaching te- Qigong. Te- teaching Qigong. Awesome. Know? Now, Jesus before we awesome. get to the what Qigong is, mm-hmm. uh, you and I we go back. <clears throat> quite a ways back to the early middle, early, 80, 80s. early 80s yeah yeah to ronde's academy in, in kitchener the martial arts club mm-hmm. you guys you were in the band called messenger yes and you guys were playing upstairs where you and i met just outside the door that's right and you told me you were also a martial artist and i invited you to come down to the club anytime you're in town you guys were so good and to you me did yeah <laughs> i love it it's awesome yeah i remember you know, wanted to work out when, because I'm from Toronto. The rest of the boys were from Kitchener. Right. So I used to come up just to rehearse and stuff. And um, I, I saw this martial arts club and I wanted to practice. And I, <clears throat> I came in and you guys were just so welcoming and didn't charge me membership or anything. I, anytime I was there, just coming downstairs and practice. Well, we we were able to brag. We had the guy from Messenger. <laughs> so there were, <laughs> she, there's an ulterior motive there going on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Is the, the band doesn't it's not together anymore? Yeah, we're still together. Um, a slightly different lineup, <clears throat> but um, recently a lot of the old guys, you know, I'm in touch with, and we're working on a project. Who knows when it's gonna be released? Sure. You know the way this. Absolutely. But yeah, but we have a couple. Of, we have um, probably like eight tracks already down. Wow. But not mixed, you know. Yeah. Beautiful so, music, man. Thanks, bro. I thank love you. It. Thank yeah. you very yeah, he's much. He's been listening since he knew you were coming. Oh, that, like, like, nice. Uh, weeks ago. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and I heard your stuff, by the way. Um, your dad had sent me stuff years ago. Oh, I was wow. trying to link you up with a... Conne- you know, so many flakes in the music industry, but I was trying to hook you up with um, a friend of mine that was... Uh, a, he was a kind of a big guy in the industry at the time, um, and I sent, him, I sent him your stuff, but never heard back from the guy, you know, which is very usual in this industry. Yeah, that is usual. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ed Shepard, Seattle. Let's call out Ed. <laughs> yeah. He was heading up some of the music department for Amazon uh, at the oh, time. Oh wow! Also. Oh geez. Yeah, this guy ran one of the biggest, uh, actually, music stores, record shops in Hawaii, and he was the um, 
yeah, I think they were called Campus Music. And he was also, the, how I met him was when I was on tour with a, a, a reggae band out of Jamaica called Burning Spear. He was uh, Burning Spear's um, road manager. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, Burning Spear is like a huge, especially like in Europe and all, all the festival kind of stuff. Did, so, did they ever play in front of Nelson Mandela? No, I you did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I danced. Yeah, he danced on stage with us. That was cool. Oh my god! Very, very cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, it was cool. I I'm, actually, I'm just saying they're not that big. They didn't. <laughs> well, what was that like? That must have been. I mean, more than cool. Yeah. Well, it's part of history, and the fact that we were able to, you know, to play at the time it was called the Sky Dome. Now it's the Rogers. Right. Yeah, I still call it Sky Dome, by the way. Yeah, that's, do I. that's really what For it my is. reasons. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, there was 52,000 kids there. And it was why I felt great to be a part of that. It was the launch of Nelson Mandela's children's charity. Um, and he, he launched it from Canada, which was great. Yeah, and, that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah, so we we were selected to be a part of that. So that was fantastic. Unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he got up and danced. He got up on stage and danced with us, yeah. As a matter of fact, one of my friends that's a school teacher <laughs> was one of my neighbors. She, um, they sent them like cassettes back in those days of, um, of the performance and the entire event. And I think... For the young people listening, a cassette is a plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing that's also not just Man Mandela that was memorable about that day. It was the fact that 52,000 kids booed the shit out of the premier of Ontario. I think it was Mike Harris. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. That was probably worth it. Yeah. Welcome to politics, yeah. chill out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was <clears throat> crazy. We're begging the kids to calm down, you know. <laughs> well, I think the teachers were having an issue at the time. So, you know, th oh. they kind of encouraged their little ones to, you know, oh. give it to them. It's because of him. <laughs> yeah. That's great. You yeah. know what? Yeah, but you know what? Politicians should be booed. Yeah, yeah. Just to set them straight. Not all of them, just most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. You know, you know the old saying about politicians, eh? Don't blame me. Don't blame he. Blame that guy behind the tree. <laughs> never never take responsibility for anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he explained that. sounds about that. right right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> That's wicked. It's funny. Go. All right. Well, let's talk about music. Yes, sir. I have been listening to your tunes, um, and I did notice that you had a 2014 single. Uh, is oh, that yeah. the last? Is that the last single that you you've released? Yes. And you guys are working on something new. Yep, we're in the studio. We've been in the studio. Actually, had had uh, COVID not appear, um, we would have probably done, finished this project already. But we went on pause. You know, we're True. in a small studio, and people didn't know all the facts at the time. You know about as far as distancing and mm -hmm. all this stuff. So. And uh, my other band, uh, Crackadon, my R&B band, we and we were supposed to be on tour in Europe um, in 220. And that, the tour was canceled because of the same thing. But we ended up doing like a live um, pay-per-view event. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it on tape? It's on YouTube. Oh, it's, is it? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I could um, give you the link to, yeah, to go check, it, check yeah, it out. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Okay, we, cool. We'll, we'll share the link on our on the. Uh, awesome, awesome. I'm I'm uh, I'm loving your Catch the Vibe album. It's oh yeah, yeah, so sick. That won the Juno, by the way. Oh oh oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. The I was album? gonna ask about the yeah. Juno, but that album is the one that won. The, yeah. Okay, so sick. It's <laughs> so good. I uh, I listened to um, 
your first album. What was that called? It's on Rock You High. Uh, Rock You. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's really good. That's Kitchener days. They yeah, man. Wrote it's, all that stuff in Kitchener. Is that the one you gave me? Yes, probably. And you guys signed yeah. it. That was I. Man, if you have the one before we got signed to Warner Brothers, that would be a treasure because we had released it on our own label, a thing called Onyx. And then when we were in California on on tour, we got a phone call that Warner Brothers is looking for you guys, and and we got the news in California. And then Warner took over the project and rebranded it, repackaged it, and then re-released it. No kidding. Rock you high. So I, I wow. So, I have it. I'll find it. Yeah. So if you have <clears> the original <throat> one, it's rare, rare, rare. I don't even have a copy of that myself. Really? Yes. I have one with all your signatures on it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, no, that's sick. And it should be up on a wall here. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> true. Hey, speaking of that, okay, real quick story. So for years, all I did was give away everything I ever had. That's just my personality. I don't hold on to things. So every album I ever made, shirts or whatever. And one day I'm sitting there going, I don't have anything to prove I had a music career. <laughs> so, so I started panicking and going, what, what the hell am I going to do? So I go online and start searching for my own stuff. And I'm saying, if they recognize my name, the price is going to skyrocket. Why is this guy buying like a cool <laughs> operator album? So I ended up finally, <laughs> over the space of around six months, getting all my stuff back. And the guy from Greece greeted me, and uh, I paid like 400 bucks for my Cool Operator uh, album. Really? Yeah. And I got stuff from what? places like Saskatoon and, you know, all over Canada. People, you know, like... Why, don't, why don't you have your shit? You gave it I away. I gave it all away. <laughs> just I, I just didn't... Um, a lot of musicians, like, once we finish a project, it's on to the next. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, and, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I get it. Right. And I, I, you know, people ask me, hey, you got a copy? So, yeah, I got a copy. I, I just keep on giving stuff away. And then I realize, wait a second, that was my last copy. I just freaking gave that away. Oh, man. But I have everything. <laughs> don't worry. I have everything now, but it cost me a pretty penny to, to collect it all back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, no more giveaways. <laughs> How long wow. you been in Canada? Wow. Um, let's see. That's a good question. Uh where are you from in Jamaica? Uh, I was born in a place called Clarendon, but I grew up in, the, in on a farm up in the mountain area, area called uh, Watermount St. Catharines. But that fifth, over 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get man. you to admit how old Well, no, yeah, I know. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so of, officially, I'm, what, I'm what's known as a Jamcadian. Ja ah. Jamaican Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Jam a Jamcadian. Jamcadian. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I had a friend who he told me he was Jamaican, and I called him Jim, and he couldn't figure out why. <laughs> you told me you're, you're, you're Jim Jamaican. Jamaican. I know your jokes haven't changed over the years. <laughs> I still remember some, but I'm not going to say it on this podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good to see you, man. It's crazy. Yes, you know, we I missed you uh, at Rob's memorial. Oh, man. But Rob Moses, God bless him. Yes, sir. Um, how'd that go? It went wonderful. It, right? went, it was it was fantastic. I missed you. You know, like I wanted to see some of the old brothers there, yeah. and um, uh, David Carradine's daughters came up from California, so yeah. that was good to have that kind of old school friends yeah. there. Kansas and uh, Kalista. I think you you might know Kalista. Yeah, I did. And um, actually. Uh, Chris Potter wanted to come also, but uh, he, he's doing some production out west. Mm -hmm. 
you know. But other than that, well attended, his god, uh, godchild and the family were there. Tons of my students, which are his grandkids, really. And, and you know, the martial arts. Like, yeah, man, absolutely. His grandmaster, right? Yep. So all of them, I had people come as far from UK. You know, the place was packed. Krishna was there. Pretty good event. Um, Shout out to Christian. Uh, Chris, Krishna. Krishna. Um, no one can see him, but he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> yes. So um, we had uh, martial arts performances. We had music. Um, one of my sons played percussion. Um, Kansas Carradine, you know, she's a cowgirl, so she did roping. Okay, cool. She, she did rope, rope tricks. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's all on our page. If you go on to um, Golden Harmony uh, Kung Fu Facebook page, yeah, you, yeah. The, uh, some of the performances are there. Okay, I'll yes. try to post that up. Well, that's great. Yeah, I missed you though, um, but I know you were there in spirit, and I know. Oh, it, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, one, I've never seen a man more flexible. It's incredible. Um, when he worked a three-section staff, when he when he worked a just a bow staff, just yeah. a straight staff. It was the fastest thing I've ever seen. Dude, it sounded like a helicopter. Yeah, like it's crazy. Actually, one day, little story, um, Rob was over at my house, and we were in the backyard. My brother was there, my wife at the time, and kids. And Rob picked up the three section and started spinning it. And then at first it was like, woof, 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 then woof, 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 woof. I saw my brother against the wall, slowly backing away and crawling into the side door to get back up to the house. <laughs> I go, dude, where did you go? And he goes, if that thing slipped out of his hand, I would have been decapitated. Yeah. But he wow. was so, so good. You know, a three-section staff, like an Nunchuck of the three sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But man, can the this best. guy operate this. Yeah. yeah. He, was one of the, he was top-notch. And then he did the, the physio sticks. Yes. He, he, sent, he gave me two. Oh, good. I've worked with one, and I gave one to my daughter. Oh, awesome. Um, he, that was years ago. Um, but he taught me how to foo surf, man. Ah, you get it. Yeah, man. I, Absolutely. I love it. Yes. And I saw all the videos. And, yeah, he, yeah. he showed me, <laughs> gosh, years ago we were in a studio and he showed me foo surfing. Well, you know, Sifu, over time, and I think this happens to a lot of martial artists, when you're young, it's all machismo and you want to see how tough you are, who you can beat down. After years in the game, it starts becoming the art itself, the love of movement. Absolutely. And I think that's where Sifu was at. He, you know, the love of, of movement is where he ended up. And he wanted to get rid of a lot of violent imagery and just get into flow. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and he could flow. He could flow. And he actually transformed <clears throat> a lot of martial arts guys and changed a lot of their minds about just doing flow for flow's sake. Right. You know what I mean? When he showed me how to walk down a wall. Yeah. Go around a corner. Go it's through a, a door. It's incredible. It's yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's I, interesting. I remember um, when we were working on Kung Fu, you know, which I, I did quite a few dates as stunt and special skills guy. Yeah. And I was there for this episode where I think David Carradine was, was talking about all the different uh, weapons. And as he mentioned the weapon, then Rob mm -hmm. would pick up the weapon to demonstrate it. Then he says, and then there's a nine section whip chain. This, if you weren't there, you would think this was impossible. The speed of the nine-section whip chain was so fast that when he went like this and cracked it, it sparked in the air. So the velocity of it just touching the air. So I asked him, I go, Sifu, how is that possible? He goes, well, he goes, you hear that popping sound? He goes, I was breaking the speed barrier. That's right. That's what happened with him. Wow, whip. really? Yes. That's the snap at the end of yes. the whip. Yes. Yeah, he was breaking the speed barrier, but with a chain. 
I understand with this, but like with a nine section whip chain with a little, the, the, the dart, little the dart, dart on the end. end. What's, it's like, what's it's a ridiculous. nine second? <clears throat> nine section? section. Section. Nine section. Yeah. Oh. It's a chain with just yeah, nine yeah, sections. No. Yeah, that's what Nine sections and a, like a, a <clears throat> spike tip. Yeah. Um, guys, right. have, guys, this is no, no joke. Guys have killed themselves learning that weapon because they'd snap it out and pull it back. Oh, and that, God. That I, point would come back and hit him right there. Like a guy died in a tournament once doing that. Wow. Oh my God! But that was a good yeah, shot. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he trained his whole life for that. Hell of a thing to witness. <laughs> <laughs> I see your humor is still a bit dark. Got a lot about this. <laughs> yes, you know. Wow. Yeah, they, they, that that was a weapon. I mean, they snap it out, snap, stab you, and pull it back out. Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen this type of thing before. I just, uh, I actually thought you were saying second. Yeah, I mean, but Nine second. <laughs> um, yeah. I could talk about Rob for a while, but yeah. um, and his hot sauce. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. His hot sauces were good, and some of the names were were killer. Um, which was one? Um, something. Pucker. <laughs> He's talking about um the, your bum, you know. Like, oh yeah, 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 I get it. Pucker. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. But just for reference, anybody listening doesn't know who Rob Moses is, but he. Uh, during the Kung Fu, the legend continues. He was David Garradine's Kung Fu trainer. Yes. Uh, he also played one of the uh, monks on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember what. Monk Khan. Khan, that's yes. right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he brought, wow. he's the one, uh, him and Mike Vandrola, the ones that brought me onto the show to end up doing some uh, stunt work and some special skills. And That's another guy that left too soon. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. My other teacher. So, yeah, so I... I since the show, I was with Rob Moses on all the way till his passing. So I was with him for like 33 years, I believe it was, all together. Wow. Yeah, I, I became his top. I'm his heir. So yeah, I, I, I've inherited the system because my grandmaster, Cam Yun, his teacher just passed away. Just passed away a few weeks ago. Yeah. That's right. And Cam did wow. the original Kung Fu series. The original guy, yeah. <clears throat> wow, there's a lot of... Yeah. History so there. I, I'm really blessed to be in that lineage, you know, that direct line. But, you know, people go, what are you going to do? I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to just keep on being who I am. Just, of course. Just enjoy. I, just do, I don't do it because I want position. I just want to do it for the love of flight. I like to fly. That's awesome. Yes. So explain what Qigong is. Well, the Qigong part of it is very good for health. Uh, qi is breath control. Um. If I broke it down into the exact translation from the Chinese word, like qi kind of means like spirit or ethereal, something, you know, intangible, mm -hmm. right? And gong is energy. So let's say spiritual energy. But simply put, it's just breath work, right? How to maximize breathing. Yeah, it's an inner energy. That's right. And we use that in all aspects of martial arts. Every martial arts system has some type of qi or qi. Mm -hmm. Right, just different terminologies, but means the same thing. So, the key to it is diaphragmatic breathing, as you know. Like most people, we call it Western breathing when people breathe from the chest. You don't want to breathe from the chest; you breathe from the lower abdomen. Diaphragm, yeah. Diaphragm, right? Mm -hmm. And musicians also play a horn. Mm -hmm. It's diaphragmatic breathing. Singers. Yeah, singers. So, what they found out over, I mean, the, the Chinese seem to have known this for thousands of years, but the Western, you know. Now discovering things and investigating, they're realizing the, mo the, the better potential of breathing that way for your health, you know, because what it does also is helps your circula circulatory system, um, 
also when you're breathing deeply and consciously and having a clear mind, you're able to slow your heart rate, you engage your parasympathetic nervous system, which brings the body into repair mode, you alkalize the blood, it goes on and on and on. Like So you, your body becomes uh, in, in repair state, you know, you can correct a lot of problems just through proper breath and proper thinking. Absolutely, yeah. okay. Now, that's fascinating, but does scotch have anything to do with it? Maybe. <laughs> So we should we, find out. We should find out. <laughs> we should find out. And uh, you're taking us to the highest level, Krishna. You're partaking. Awesome. And I believe D is as well. D is as well. A little one. So right. uh, I didn't think you're going to go from black belt to tenth degree right away. Right. Oh yeah, man! Right, right away, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Dalmore yeah, Portwood gonna... Reserve. <laughs> yeah, just in case they want to sponsor us. Oh, yeah, oh, there you go. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wicked. Who knows? I can't Maybe get over that. I can't get over that you're here. This is so fun. Oh, that's great, man. You came down for safety zone. You did you fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a fight scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had all these for the martial arts students apparently lined up. Yes. That didn't show up. Yeah, I was I was there. I think it was Bill Davidson. Davidson. Remember Davidson. Bill? Well, yeah. what happened to that guy? He disappeared. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did a movie with him called Tough Luck Club. Really? Yeah. Moses Rob Moses was in there. A well, lot you, of the guys from Kung Fu were well, Listen, you guys, uh, in in a very short notice, you and Robbie came down. Yes, yes sir. thank you. And uh, Krishna, thank you. Would you mind opening that door and handing this to Dee, please? Thank you, thank you, sir. Um, and um, we'll all cheers together. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, you guys did me a massive solid. You, oh. brought, you rushed down and and fought the whole day for me. It was nice. It was it was good. This is a safety zone, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as I found out it was your production, you know, and you needed people, I, I'm gonna be there, man. Yeah, man. No, I, I love you that. Know? Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so hey, yo, D cheers, 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 fellas. Here's to my Scottish ancestors, also. Love that. Mine too. Oh, yeah, sweet. Scott Black Jamaican. Mm. Is that really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my grandfather is Fraser. Oh, uh -huh. really? Uh -huh. That's cool. That's neat. That's why people wonder, where do you get those kind of eyes? The green eyes. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. It's a nice, unique feature you got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa was a crazy guy. You know why they call them Junos, right? Why? Who knows? Somebody walks out on the stage. Do you know that one? Yeah. Anyway. So you're the you're the head of the the Thai Mantis Thai Mantis Kung Fu Association. Yeah, for Canada. Okay. So what? Yeah. What does that? Yeah. What's that entail? Well, we have different branches in different cities and and uh, countries and stuff like that. So I kind of represent the association here. Mm -hmm. My, <clears throat> Since my Sifu and Grandmaster have passed away, I still have to answer, you know, the way the martial artists answer to the big boys. So sure. my, my uncle is in um, California and my and my granduncle is also, where is he? He's in Japan. He's the president um, of, his name wow, is man. Grandmaster French. So yeah, I'm kind of mm -hmm. like, 
I've worked from the very bottom to be one, yeah, man. one of the top people. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's patience, man. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, um, I think I've related this story in the past, but people would come down to the martial arts club and say, you know, how long does it take to get a black belt? Mm -hmm. And I'd say, well, five minutes. You come on in the store. I'll <laughs> <laughs> sell you one. And uh, now I, I would then say, do you want, do you just want the black belt or do you want the the knowledge, the, knowledge, the, the training, the camaraderie of being mm -hmm. with friends over a period of time, uh, the lifestyle? And they go, yeah, yeah, that's it. I want the lifestyle thing. And I say, well, then what's it matter? Yes, absolutely. If you're going to spend the rest of your life doing it, what's the matter? What, you don't need time. It's just a flow. Good scotch, by the way. Absolutely. Wow. Good choice, Andy. Good choice. Yeah. Good. You got awesome. a you yeah. got a knife for this stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I go. I look at the price tags. And like, oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of martial arts, and let's go back to Kitchener. When I met you, right away, I said, "This is a real man." Like I knew you're 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 like one of the toughest guys I think I ever met. You know, like back in the day. I mean, that was just real because they say real knows real. I could I could tell. If you didn't have to say anything, just the way you are, the body language, like the freak, yeah, the guts that you had, <laughs> you know, some of the, you. T I, I remember coming down there and you would tell me. No, keep going. You tell. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is all true. What do you do? I go. Oh, last week I, I um I was doing the stunt reel and um I jumped off a building and I and I smashed through like ten concrete blocks on my face. And I go, what? You're nuts. <laughs> but it was inspiring for me, you know. As a martial artist coming up, so you're you're one of my inspirations. By I want to hear more about this ten concrete. Yeah, block. me too. Though <laughs> I, I, I want to see the picture. Thank you. Rupert. It's true. You know, you do this crazy stuff. You're very kind. So are you still touring? No, 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 no. Um, Messenger. Our last tours were, I think, in 2017. What we we formed after many years apart. After the Juno, guys went to Los Angeles. Guys, you know, guys moved sure, away because. Sure. Mostly because of, you know, family, women, whatever. Sure. And um, so we decided to get back together and we 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 um we were shocked at the the reception that we got when we came back out. We said, Oh, we're old school guys, no one remember us. Gigs were packed. And then we ended up playing a lot of big festivals like the Elora. We played the Elora River Fest. Mm -hmm. We played the Ottawa, um, I think it was Folk Music Festival. Big stages, you know, like huge crowds. Then they flew us out west. We played Whistler at the um, Olympic Plaza. Um, now, I imagine guys like you, you're, I mean, you're kind of the roots of all this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like anything else, like any other genre of music, um, reggae must have taken a, 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 a bit of a turn in the way that you... I don't know whether you appreciate the way music is today or no, not. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> I came from the from the period of what we call roots. Roots reggae yeah. we had a message to it. And it was about uplifting people. Like when you listen to Bob Marley, One Love. Or yeah, the, you, yeah. you know, the, me, the message <clears throat> that touched. The reason why reggae became so popular, it's because of that. Like where you, totally. found, you, you found rock bands crossing over into, into reggae. The police... You know, Blondie, I could go on and on. So many of them borrowed from it because it was, mm -hmm. reggae was known as a positive energy. You know, I toured with people like The Clash, you know, like, so I, yeah, I, I, I knew Strummer and those guys. And those guys were massive reggae fans because the movement back in the 80s in England was reggae and punk. Believe yeah, the, it or not, ska, the ska thing that's uh, was right. super reggae. That's right. right. So the ska guys from, from the UK, 
linked up with a lot of the reggae artists and they cross-pollinated. You know what I mean? So good. Yeah. And so they would have us on, on tours, you know? I, I toured with people like Nina Hagen. Like, like, I don't know if you've heard of her, her Hagen. No. She's like a flipped out punk artist. Chris, you remember her, right? Really? Knock, knock, knocking on Herman's door. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a, a funny story. Like, so when we first played with Nina, came off stage, packed house, messenger got an incredible reception. Nina runs up to me, throws her arms around me, and she goes, oh, my God, I love messenger. I love the root. She's from East Germany. She goes, I love the root. <laughs> and I go, thank you. She goes, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I love the juice of the root. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she was a fan for a while. I used to, you know, we'd see her when we went to Los Angeles on tours. You know, it's been an cool. incredible journey. Like, you know, me, having, meeting people like Leona Boyd. Like so, someone totally not in our field, but had respect for what we were doing. And we ended up doing concerts together. Like, um, I think we did a big concert in Thunder Bay for cystic fibrosis, where all the money was donated. Sure. You know, so Leona always called us, oh, messenger, that's my, those are my boys, you know. You know, she has a sister, or had a sister, uh, that was a dentist here in Cambridge. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. She, I heard she lived <clears throat> in my area. I live in the beaches. Okay. Yeah. Really, you know. It's a nice area. Really nice area. I don't yeah. If I had to leave the beaches, I would definitely be leaving Toronto. Yeah, I agree. If it, I had to move to Toronto, yeah. I'd move to the beaches. Yeah. I mean, the beach is like a little village, you know, it's a community. And yeah. they're not allowed to build any high rises down there. So all the buildings, I think there's nothing allowed over five stories. Oh, that's that's yeah. a great So thing, if you man. go on my street, you, you turn 360, you can't see Toronto. You can't see anything. You, all you see, there's hillsides with trees. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, you got to come down. I got a fire pit in my front yard. You got to come down and and um, I got to I gotta uh, make up for this by getting you yeah, some. Yeah, we'll bring more. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it, baby. You don't trust me. He's going to bring his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll trust you. And then we'll break mine. <laughs> no, that sounds, that's great, man. Now, between uh, between music and Kung Fu, it, you, you must have been everywhere in the world. Well, I was busy. You know, I'm, yeah. I... I started from a, from uh, learning the martial arts when I was around 11 years old. Okay. Um, we just came from Jamaica, and my let's give you a little bit deeper background, like my the family I came yeah, from. Yeah, 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 mm. absolutely. So I came from a family where most of my uncles were either soldiers or police officers, and a lot of them had studied the martial arts, and I saw them as a kid practicing. One of my uncles was a bodyguard for the prime minister, like super tough guy. I mean, I could tell wow. the stories about this prime guy. minister of Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Wow. And I had guys that were in the military that at the time were training with the British military b before independence and stuff like that. You know, so wow. I, I kind of grew up. I, I my whole life, all I ever wanted to be was a soldier hmm. because that's that's how I grew up. So then martial arts kind of fit in perfectly. So when I came here, obviously, the first thing I did was, you know, after a few years of getting used to, you know, the Canada and making sure. friends as I joined the cadets, right? So I, I did three years in, I think it was 286 Squadron, you know, because that was my path. I thought I, I wanted to do that and then go from there and maybe I, I start, we started uh, going up in the small planes. I thought I was going to stick with that and get my license and go into the Air okay. Force at some point. But um, hippie music and long hair came in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and dragged me off the path. I have a similar story. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 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 I just always, you know, I'm very patriotic. 
kind of person and I just always wanted to be a soldier and uh, you know be protective yeah. of, of my country you know and I mean in some regard you sort of stayed in with that mentality yeah but right? I just transfer that into the music industry and the martial arts yeah, yeah right? 100% the martial arts gave me this same exact vibe that I was looking for and some might say or argue that uh, it has a similar effect. If you're, you know, you can fight overseas or you can fight with your words and other things. Absolutely. Right. I think, to be honest with you, the words are even more powerful. They are. Yeah. yeah. They are. In fact, I think that's probably a lot of reason for war. Yeah. But it's also a lot of reason for peace. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Words. Absolutely. Agreed. Cool. So you okay? So eleven years old. Mm-hmm. And. That's when I, I, I got introduced into the, into the martial arts more formally. My brother was actually... Was that in Jamaica or here? Here. Here. Yeah. Okay. I was a little kid when I came. So my brother started uh, training with Masaroka, who was a very famous yeah. karateka. Yeah. And um, at the time, you know, uh, my parents couldn't afford for both of us to be taking lessons, so he'd come home and teach me. So I, I, I was practicing like a maniac as a little kid. Just I couldn't go to the actual club. My brother was teaching me. And that went on for a few years, and then... Later in my teens, I was able to, you know, do my own thing. So I, I found um, Grandmaster Lee, and I started studying. Uh, it's called Wanindo. It was a combination of the Korean martial arts, mm -hmm. and he's the founder. So <clears throat> he created the system out of Taekwondo and um, Karate, and he combined some Northern um, Shaolin Kung Fu mm. and made a system called Wanin Mudo. So I stayed with that for like about 17 years. You know, I became a black belt and. But when I met you, that's what I was practicing. Right, right. And let me tell you, this This really makes a, um, this story really ties a lot of stuff up. So f from the military background, as from my family, to the martial arts, and I stayed with the art after leaving the cadets and stuff, I continued training in the martial arts. And then I got, I hooked up with a, um, with a Kung Fu group in Chinatown, Mo Chow. Yeah, yeah, no more. You know, Mo and Ho and stuff. Yeah. So I started hanging, just kind of, if it was a biker gang, it would be like I was a hang around. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's hilarious. <laughs> right? So I was hanging around with, with this club for a while, and I started, you know, learning from um, one of the guys. And then he opened up a, a little club in Chinatown, also called Golden Lion, Steve Chong. By the way, this is a story that will blow your mind. So my Kung Fu brother, Steve Chong, the guy I just mentioned, Rob Moses had four main students. It was myself, Vince Pratchett, my Irish brother, Steve Chong, Eric Walsh, Kevin Ten, so five. And then Ian Chow, Mo's son, uh, was with us for the last year. So Steve had kind of tripped out a little bit, hadn't spoken to us in a couple of years. But Sifu died on the Sunday, Sifu Rob Moses. On the Tuesday, um, one of my other Kung Fu buddies, uh, Stefan, contacts him and says, Steve, Sifu is gone. Steve died that night. That's not a good story. No. Okay. It's a freaky story. And like to this day, his family members were represented at the memorial for Sifu. Sorry, you said he tripped out. Like he yeah. left the club kind of. No, like he just started having a few, you know. Issues. Issues. Oh wow! Yeah. Shit. Okay. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, he kind of, kind of, you know, so he kind of cut everyone off, and he was in his room for a few years. Like, wouldn't hardly go outside unless my other brother went down to Chinatown and picked him out, got him out of the house, you know. And he'd seen him the week before, and he said he looked fine. Went, they went for lunch, and he said he told him the Tuesday after I told him that Sifu had passed away, 
and he died that same night. Jesus. Yeah. So his Jeez, sister okay. said, when I spoke to his sister Shirley, she said, you know, he just wanted to go fly with Sifu. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. It, it's so deep, man. Like, it's hard for me to even talk about this. Like, I'm bringing tears to my eyes. Like, yeah. You know? They were wow. very close at one point, you know, and then kind of went off a little bit, a little separation. When he heard, I think it hurt him such deep core that his heart gave out that night. And he was not sick. That's the funny thing. Wow. Sorry to bring that up, bro, but no, this no, is no, what we're here for. Hey, yo, 100%. No, no. Yeah. This is... <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, let me just continue <clears throat> on the story. So when I was hanging out with Mo Chow and the crew and I was learning some Kung Fu, I was in Chinatown and there was a banquet going on. You know, we all, they used to have all these 10 course meals. It was fun. I was at the last table and this guy, these guys with shaved heads came and sat at my table. So we started talking. One was Mike Vantrell. The other <laughs> one was Rob Moses. <laughs> Every single martial artist that I've ever wanted to meet in my life were their personal friends. I talked about Daniel Osanto. Oh, yeah, that's my boy. You know, I talked about, um, uh, what's the guy's name? The monkey, monkey master. Anyways, M Rob, yeah, that's my good buddy. And they go, I go, what style do you do? Praying mantis. I go, damn, since I was a little kid, I wanted to learn mantis. Who does the monkey? Um, that was Polly Zink. Polly Zink. Yes, Polly Zink. I was thinking of somebody else. Polly Zink was called the monkey master. Okay. Mike so, Vandrell uh, was a, a California boy, Stunt coordinator, stunt man. Yes. Martial artist. He okay. was the first stunt coordinator on Kung Fu Legend Continues. And a pit fighter. Yeah, and he and he passed away. Wow. Yeah, okay. that was my teacher. I became the highest rank under both sides. So I was Grandmaster of Andrew's top student and Rob Moses because I'm a fanatic, and you know, you know the way we do. Yeah, man. Yeah, we just I know. We sink into this thing, right? For sure. So I spoke to Vandrell a week before he died in uh in Hawaii. He had moved you know, you you may not know this, but how um, he was raised in Hawaii. I think I did know that actually. Mm. Yeah. So when I went to Hawaii in 1998, me and Chong, I ended up living at his sister's house, which was their family house, and um, that's when I got to know a bit more about Mike. His, his little boxing gloves were hanging on the wall. His dad <laughs> was a musician, okay. a sax player. The jazz. I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was also a professional boxer. So Mike, when he was around two, three years old, they bought him his first pair of little boxing gloves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they were still hanging on the wall in um, in Nancy's house in, in Hawaii, where I, I, I lived with his sister for a while down there. And I found out the story that when he was like around three, four years old, the neighbor, um, Mr. Master Leong, was one of the guys that escaped from China during the Cultural Revolution. And he was just a humble guy. He had lost his son to the Maoists. And he was watching this little kid running around in the backyard, just punching at air and just loving it. So after a few years, he approached his dad and said, I lost my son. Your son is very gifted. I would like to teach him Kung Fu. Would you allow me to do that? Wow. And, and the father said, yes. And that's how Mike got, Mike's journey it's a great got story. started. Yeah, yeah good it's a great story. Yeah. So let me go back. Sorry, I'm not going no, to be no, hogging no, the no. conversation. Hogging the conversation. Hey, what listen, do you think you're here for? Me and Randy are going to talk <laughs> for a bit. Hey, no, what do you want for Christmas this year? <laughs> yeah. A two front teeth? <laughs> so anyway, 
So going back, so when I was the Mochars crew and we were in Chinatown, like I said, I met those guys and this is friggin' hilarious. I said, look, I've always wanted to learn praying mantis and um, Vandrell did grappling, right? Under Jean LaBelle and, and, and Kung Fu. Yeah. So I go, would you take me as your student, right? So they both said, yes. I go, when do we start? And Moses goes, we'll start tomorrow, dude. <laughs> you know yeah, the way it was. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I go, we'll start tomorrow, dude. I go, where should I meet you? He goes, oh, uh, meet me at, what was the name of that fancy hotel they were all staying at? They, they tore it down now at Bay and um, College. It was like a five-star hotel where all, Carradine was there. The, all of them were there. So I showed up at the hotel. <clears throat> And I'm going, we're, we're, we're going to train. And Moses meets me downstairs, and he's got his kung fu pants on and everything. And he goes, I don't see anything wrong with this lobby. So he starts teaching me bongbo in a lobby full of all these high fluting society people. Like, this is a five-star hotel. <laughs> Sutton Place. Sutton Place. Yeah, nice. it was a very high-caliber hotel in Toronto, right? I'm learning bongbo, and, like, there's suitcases, and there's, like, you know, society <laughs> women. And Moses does not give a shit. <laughs> Right? And I'm feeling like weird like hell. I go, <laughs> but I, I'll do anything for Kung Fu. So I'm learning, right? So, the, <laughs> and I could see him smirking and laughing. He goes like, this guy's uncomfortable. He loves that, right? So the next day I came and I go, Sifu, there's a park right across the street. Can we go there? <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we ended up training across the street. Then Vandrell started teaching us in, on one of the set locations in Chinatown where it was um, David's, uh, one of his kind of temples. Mm -hmm. So Mo Chow hooked it up. So we were able to train in Chinatown from for the next uh, couple of years in that space. There right you go. On. Cool, man. I, um, <clears throat> I have this big red parka still to this day. I've had it forever. And Mo Chow wrote my name, Butcher, mm. on the reflective tape here. Yeah. Phonetically, wow. phonetically in, in Chinese. Oh, wow. But every time I wear it somewhere down there, I, I get giggles. I, I swear it doesn't say my name. <laughs> Somebody's pointing. <laughs> probably, he probably wrote some, some smart shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Chinatown right there. <laughs> you wonder why you're fighting your way through Chinatown every time. That's funny. Wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, we had some good. We, we had some. We grew up with some good people, man. That's yeah, all did. I gotta say. Yeah, hundred percent. Some really good people. What happened to Lizescu? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that that was a wild story. You you, yeah. you know what happened, right? At the on the show. No, but I'm not so sure we should talk about that. Yeah, we're not gonna talk. I about think we. Yeah, you sure? After. Yeah. But no. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Okay, fine. Okay, good. Next. <laughs> not, that I've, not that I've stepped in. No, 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 no. It's all let, good. So let my, my cowboy friend that lives up in Guelph always says, <clears throat> Hey, Rupert, I want to teach you the difference between the bear shit and the buckwheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of cow cowboys, your daughter is a country music singer? Yeah, and she's upcoming. She's doing great, man. What's her name? Shea. Shea? C-H-A-Y-A Harvey. C-H-A-Y-A. Harvey. Shea Harvey, yeah, she's doing great. She's uh, she um she moved out to the uh, West Coast. Yeah. So she's in uh, in Vancouver. Beautiful. Yeah, you have gotta hear, man. Like she. They, I'm gonna look her up. Actually, they approached her recently. Some company and they want her. They wanted her to do like a Patsy Cline special where she just does um all Patsy's music because okay. they really compare her a lot to her. But I when I wow. listen to it, I hear what they're saying. But I think Shea does have her own original style. And oh, I'm sure she does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she loves country, you know. 
I'm I'm a country boy myself. Hey, do not be deceived by this, bro. What? And the long the, by the long hair <laughs> and the, by the well, long you, hair and the skin tone. You did I mention the country on the farm. Arms. Yeah, I grew up on the farm. Yeah. I I was up, you know, like five every morning milking cows, you know. All right, so you're familiar with the old country oh, style. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That's what I, that's how we grew up. The mo the second most popular music in Jamaica behind reggae is country. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Well, Jamaica's a country. Yeah, well, Johnny Cash lived there. I'm not sure if you guys knew that. I didn't. Research it right now. Go on your... Get it nope, in. we're not going to take the time. Johnny Cash. I believe uh, you. Dolly Parton is like super popular there. And a lot of the other country artists. Really? Absolutely. Well, Jamaica is a beautiful <clears throat> island. Yeah, well, Absolutely. Well, I've been a few times. I love Jamaica. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I've been a few times. My lady's been way too many times. Mm -hmm. And uh, her mother has been probably 25 or 30 Wow, so yeah. she's serious. Yeah, we've got yeah, a Jamaica it, thing going. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice, that's sort of nice. the go-to destination. Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful island. Yeah, well, next time when you're going there, let me know. My buddy owns like a beautiful resort in Runaway Bay. Very peaceful. I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. You, you, you said the magic word. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah get now I, me, bro. I want to get calls now. And, yeah, you can, you, and you can buy a pot there, right? Yeah, that's yeah, why. That's Jamaica. why you go. Yeah, well, I mean, we like going because it is a, uh, we, you know, it's a simple, simple thing. Okay, simple speaking task. about buying pot, can I tell you? Yeah. This was the shocking surprise to me. Canadian pot has become so good that they're exporting it to Jamaica. Now. <laughs> no way. No I'm not way. Even, I just watched a documentary on it, bro. It's awesome. That is, yeah, I believe it. BC bud, baby. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, now you can get it's so curated to your liking. Yes, it's like it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, there's almost this stuff that's actually so good that you don't even want to buy it just I so know. you can enjoy smoking for a little bit. Right, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You oh, see, but Jamaica. Oh, fuck, I can't wait to get back to Jamaica. Hey, Randy, I gotta say, bro, you still look. Friggin' strong. You're the same guy. You haven't changed. In the, I've known you for what, over thirty something years, almost forty years. Easily, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're doing good, bro. Well, you know, I'm getting up there, but I try. <laughs> yeah. You'll never give up. I, I know. I you. still fall down for a living, brother. <laughs> you you got to keep in some semblance of. Shape I don't want to mention. I don't want to mention some of the other stunt guy's name <laughs> that I know because it might not be appropriate. But there's a couple of guys that were up there in age and were still doing crazy stuff. Hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. Last yeah. year, I did a TV series called Mayor of Kingstown. I know I've mentioned that on here before. Mm -hmm. Rupert should have been there, to be honest. That's true. Yeah. I had um, uh, Dwayne McLean come out. That's what, 80, quit freaking reading my mind, yeah, bro. Yeah, man, 81 years old, falling down, taking squibs in the chest. Dude, when he was like in his 70s, <clears throat> he was still doing hand-over-hand rope. 100%. Climbing yeah. straight I up. I think he still does. I'm pretty sure that's what he does for breakfast. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> Those guys used to hang out down by the pier. Like they, I That's think right. they had a boat down there. Well, Anton Ty Cody. Yeah, 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 yeah. had a boat, had the sailboat. Yeah. And the boys I, used to go to the, the, the little bar there. I forget I, what the bar's name I was. used to go to the same bar. And yeah, hang it's a great little there. bar. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne uh, came here and did a, did a podcast. Yeah, Dwayne was here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Damn. What, that guy, that guy kind of reminds me of like Jack Palance, you know, when you think about the old tough guy. Yeah, man. City slickers. <laughs> Yeah, that's Dwayne. I heard you slid him from neck to nuts. Yeah, that's how he's going to recite movies. <laughs> so, so. so, yeah, he's a great guy. When you were in Hawaii, mm -hmm. what were you there because of music? Yes. Okay. So the first time I went to Hawaii was I was on tour with Messenger, and we fell in love with the place. 
I mean, it was just like Jamaica. Like I was walking down the street, I'm seeing mango trees and breadfruit and everything I grew up with as a kid. And at the time, Hawaii was one of those places where you could still leave your doors open. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's okay. changed now since Crank and all that stuff has invaded. Yeah, the we used to watch Dog sure. the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was after. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it changed a lot. <clears throat> but speaking of um, Hawaii, I also, when I was in L.A., a messenger, we played at a place called the Candy Store, and I met the crew from, like, uh, Magnum P.I. Mm. Yeah. That shot, right in, that shot in Hawaii. You shot in Hawaii, but they were hanging out at this bar, uh, this place where a lot of movie stars went called the, the Candy Store. Okay. And I was, I was playing there, and I got to see Amos and TJ, all those guys sitting right up front. Oh, right on. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. So you've traveled. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think to myself, like, Canadian bands is really no matter how big they become yeah. in Canada they could be huge in Canada but in America all of a sudden it's they, just they shut the doors bro they shut the doors I mean we were very blessed because we had a genre at the time that was really sparking and then after we left Warner Brothers or contract you know we got signed with Blue Rodeo and Tragic Hit all, all those guys we all got signed around the same time what, for, before you go on how did it feel when you found out that Warner Brothers was like looking for you. We didn't even we thought it was a joke. Like you know, we're in Ca- we're in California because we did the work ourselves. We released our own record. We got in touch with an agency. Um, I think her name was Kathy Harris in uh, Redondo Beach, and she's the one that hooked up some tour dates for us. So we were we were just like living down by Redondo Beach for a while, hanging out, and then we got a phone call from Toronto saying, "Hey man, have you guys heard that Warner Brothers is looking for you?" Mm. Right? I go, mm. "What?" <clears throat> no, is this a joke or something? No, it's, it's, it's real. They, they heard the record. Then what I found out about record companies, and you take this one to the bank, we self-released, and because we were doing so well, they either sign you to get you the hell out of their market or, or to make some additional funds off you, right? So they signed us oh, because... Now that's they, an interesting statement. Yes. So, yeah, so they, they, yeah. they signed us because we were already selling Right? right, so they wanted us to come into their group. Sure. Right. So no, they can do two things. They could buy you and then park you, or yeah. they could buy you and push you. In our case, they pushed us for a while because you remember when Messenger was on the radio all the time doing yeah. jam session and you know a few other hits that we had. We were one of the, we were the first reggae band to get national play, and that's because we were affiliated with Warner Brothers. You know? Unreal, man. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. So you know, it lasted. The the, the romance was for two albums. And then afterwards, you know, kind of lost interest. But then we signed with a, with an Irish label. We signed with Shanaki. Which yeah. Now, was that because of the what? green eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Other green things too, right? <laughs> yeah. So we got signed to Shanaki. They loved their stuff, and they were doing a lot of world music at the time. So Shanaki had one of their headquarters was New York, even though you know they're originally an Irish company. But they're the ones that opened up the American market for us because now we were signed to a U.S. company. So we're, we were touring from coast to coast, every city, just, you know, all the major cities, you know, we're on like the Benson Amazing. Hedges um, World Music Festival tour, you know, yeah, it was like a, for a Canadian bass band, you know. It was pretty impressive. It was, yeah, it was amazing. We were literally carrying the flag and the torch for Canada because every time they introduced us, Canada, stop, reggae, blah, blah, blah. So we, we literally, as wow. a matter of fact, when they sent us back to Jamaica to play the World Youth Festival, um, 
they sent us down as a part of the Canadian contingency with Parachute Club and uh, Bruce Coburn, right? Really? Yeah, so yeah, so Parachute Club, Messenger, and Bruce Coburn were sent, and the Canadian government were part of the sponsors for that. And I mean, Canada That's and Jamaica right. have a yeah. great relationship. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up playing at the National Stadium in Kingston. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. It's been quite a journey. It must have been. Now, yeah. Kingston, Ontario. No, no, Kingston, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Kingston Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah, Kingston, Ontario. Turn right and then a couple of... <laughs> Turn right, go around 3,000 miles and you're there. No, that, no, I, I love that he played in uh, in Jamaica. Mm. That's wicked. Yeah, yeah. And Kingston is yeah, we, yeah, the yeah, capital. We, yeah, we played in the National Stadium in Kingston, Jamaica. Incredible. With Parachute Club, who are... Me, Messenger and them were like this. Lorraine Sagato. Who was on top? Not Lorraine Sagato. <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, they were nice people, man. And actually, Bruce, um, who did um, Rocket Launcher, the bass player from Messenger is the one that played on that album with him. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah, Charles Sinclair. All right on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Back in those days, I found that there was a lot of cross-pollination with the bands. didn't matter. You were a rock band, um, you know, heavy metal band. You're a musician. You're a musician. Well, kind of like martial arts. That's right. I mean, It, I, it was a community, and mm -hmm. we, we all understood each other, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So the rock hockey playoffs, they, they were doing this thing where, where they're funding kids that couldn't afford, like, hockey uniforms and gear. So I played on that album with, um, in Rush's studio. You know, like in Mississauga. And um, I, I got to... Who was the, the captain of the Maple Leafs that time? He, he, sang, he, he sang a song on there, a, a, a blues song. Oh, really? Penalty Box Blues or something <clears throat> like that. Yeah, but I... I yeah. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I was on that. So what, It's not a reggae song. So what we did is we did this album, and then just like how kids sell chocolates and stuff like that, we give it to the, to the kids, and they sold this album... To, to raise funding for uh, kids that were on, on, you know, on, what do you call it, not privileged? Sure, sure, underprivileged. Underprivileged yeah, yeah. kids. I hate to say it, though, under. Yeah, it is you a know? weird, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, and they raised money from that project that we did. Wow, man, yeah. nice. Yeah, you've done some amazing things, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, blessed. So your daughter, is she a tour? She, she is the most reluctant star I've ever seen in my life. She's one of those people. She, I don't even know how she's doing this, bro. Like, she's not promoting herself. Everything, she's that good. That she will after she hears this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs all the time and says, <clears throat> you got to get yourself a manager. You got to get out. And she goes, no, I don't want to do it. And I go, how did you make it on these magazines and all these interviews? Oh, they heard about me. She does not self-promote. But, but when you're at a certain level, people yeah. hear about you. She just did it. Um, actually, a really good concert, kind of like a Massey Hall type gig. And she said after the show, wow. all these people were coming up and saying, oh, we, we want you to work with you and blah, 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 blah. And I have no idea. Here we are doing friggin' hiring publicists and doing all this kind of shit. Well, I, what, I mean, what's better? I know some people. I know one guy that might have some songs. This guy right there? What's, what's that? Some songs? Songwriter. Yeah, I know oh, one. Yeah, well... Country music. Does, I, I assume that uh, your daughter writes her own <clears throat> yeah, music. Yeah, she, and she plays, she plays her own guitar. Yeah. Here's the thing that she did that, very, that impressed me, because I don't even do this anymore. She recorded her singing and playing live off the floor. You know what I mean? So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. She, didn't do any, she didn't have to go back and do any overdubs on it. She played that shit live. 
and I won't, I wouldn't do it. Not no, you know, I do individual tracks. So when you mix it, you can clean up your vocal track, clean up your guitar track. She yeah. wanted, she wanted to be as authentic as possible. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's respectful. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds like she has a pretty in good integrity when it comes to doing this thing. Yeah, I ask how old she is. Um, Shea is like twenty six now. Twenty six. Okay. Yeah, twenty six. Twenty seven. And I mean, what like I mean, what is uh, how? how some people do search for those things. They search for the publicist and the record yeah. label, and they search for all the things because, in their mind, it's it's every as many people as possible should see my music and I should become famous. Absolutely. And blah blah blah. Right. I mean, there's something uh, special about someone who just plays music for for love, love and 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 it doesn't matter how big the crowd is. I mean, everyone wants to make money and do the thing, but um, it is hard to give up. Yeah. Uh, your integrity, or uh, not that anyone's given up their integrity. Motorcycle just drove by. Oh, is that what that was? Holy shit. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, I think it sounds like your daughter's kind of going on a certain route. Uh, yeah. A certain. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna mess with her, bro. Like I figure, let me just watch this journey. I had my own journey, so I'm just seeing what's going on now with the youth. Mm-hmm. Things have totally changed out there, by the way. Like. You don't even need record labels anymore. No, you don't. You know? You don't, yeah. The, <laughs> the superstar is a different kind of breed yeah, nowadays. Yeah, But here's the thing that a lot of musicians that were so happy that we get rid of the, the labels, the friggin' labels are sneaky bastards. They went and bought all the platforms. So they own Spotify, pieces of Spotify. They oh, own pieces of Apple Music. They own tw- um, whatever. Mm. They own all these platforms, so they're making their money way more now than they did originally, and they're paying you less in royalty. On the streaming. Yeah, on the streaming. Well, that's what that's what the Screen Actors Guild strike is currently yeah. um, in July of 2023. Same idea, same thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something that will shock you. I, I'm a member of SoCan. I'm probably sure you yeah, are. Yeah, it is shocking. I <laughs> have a letter from SoCan, I think it was last year, that states... You're, you're, you're counting people like Brian Adams and all the biggest Canadian artists. Do you know what the average income was for a Canadian musician last year in streaming? 64 bucks and 67 cents. Really? Yes. Because now you have to play at like, like a, a, a fraction of a penny per play. When, when you were doing radio play, you were getting like, you know, a couple of cents. Or in Europe, it was like a nickel per play. Guys were making money off royalties. Now, direct, now these, these distribution or, or the streaming platforms are not paying musicians, bro. You know? So, and why do you think that? Why do they want to do that kind of thing? Is Greed. Well, yeah, no. So SoCan so, so uh, is thinking about, I think they're thinking about do, bringing a, um, an action against um, some of the streaming platforms. Well, that's, again, that's the actor strike. I mean, they're not getting, and, and the, um, the writer strike. They're not getting the residuals based on. Yeah, as uh, yeah, I mean, I well, it, I think technology seems to be working or moving a lot faster than um, traditional yeah. ways of doing right. things, right? It's a shame. Oh, speaking about Hollywood and actors, did did you? I'm I'm sure you did your research on I mean, it. Did you see that we were the band in the movie Cocktail with yeah, Tom, with Tom Cruise? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we both we both agreed we weren't going to talk about that. Yeah. Oops. I guess you don't like Tom. <laughs> you know, I have to be completely honest and say I don't think I've ever seen the movie Cocktail. Me neither. I, I have seen it so many times. You've never seen Cocktail? No. 
they they shot it in Toronto. I did not work on it. They did. They shot I that yeah. movie in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it gives me the same vibes Jamaica gives me. Well, it's yeah. Toronto and Jamaica. I don't watch shit that really I'm yeah. not on. So yeah, <laughs> I've never seen it either myself. So hold on, you were in it or yeah. just your music? We played live. We were the band. Oh fuck! This magic moment when he was dancing on the beach with a yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was me, bro. No way. That was us. And what beach was that in Jamaica? No, created here in Toronto. Oh fuck! And, uh, <laughs> and the beaches. <laughs> he only walked to work. You got screwed, bro. <laughs> Yo, it was a good movie. It was. It was a good movie, and I actually I'm a big fan of Tom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm. I signed an autograph for him. Yeah. You did for real? Yeah. For oh real. man. He, he, I'm not, I got okay. the same autograph. Well, so so check this out. This this is a true story. So when Tom was in town working on the project, we just want to note that most of your stories have not been true, which is why you're saying this. <laughs> so when when Tom was in town, we were playing at the Bamboo, which yep. you're very familiar with. Yep. And he came down there with his entourage, and there was a huge friggin' lineup. Anytime we played Toronto, it was just crazy. You couldn't get in. So. Whispers to the bouncers, blah blah. He came in and loved the show, and he, and and said, "I want this band in my movie." Oh, trip! Just like that. Oh my God, yeah. man! What a beautiful thing that is. Yeah, we were like, "What?" And then next thing you know, we're getting contacted. I think it was um, Disney. So you know, we made we, just just for that few second scene that that we're showing. You know, we we made a fairly good little paycheck. So you 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 find out and think it's a joke when Warner Brothers yeah we, for yeah you. we didn't believe it and then Tom Cruise is saying uh, I want these guys in the movie yeah um, out of all these special events in your life which one hits the hits home the most hmm interesting wow I never I've never thought of that historically I mean, these are moments man these historically are it would probably have to be playing with Mandela because Mandela was a, such an international name. Of course. You know, like beyond just like the Hollywood glitz of a cruise or something like that. No, like, no, Mandela is life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what was impressive with Mandela, like people thought he was going to come out of prison all angry, just like, you know, kill all the white people. No, he came out with peace. And that's where we stand in our message. Stand on peace, bro. Doesn't matter what people want to do, you stand on peace. Eventually... And hopefully things turn around, and it did. You know. Can we talk about that day with Mandela and what that was? I mean, a lot of people, some people. I mean, most people understand and know uh, what the history is uh, in a single line. Mm -hmm. but nobody really understands it in the fullest. Uh, uh, what do you want to call that? There's a generation listening to this that has no idea who. That's true. Mandela is. That's true. Exactly. And uh, I mean, um, playing for him is, is one thing, but I mean, he's, he means a lot in, in many ways. Um, what was that day like in general? Well, I just remember back in the dressing room that we were very excited that he was going to be there at the event. What we didn't know is that he was going to impromptu get up on stage with us and start dancing. Right? That's ridiculous. Yeah. So we didn't know that. <laughs> One thing I will tell you is that the security, the RCMP especially, they were super tight. You know, they were very protective. So he literally went on with an entourage in the middle. You could barely see the guy. But when he came on stage, he was free. He was walking around and dancing and, you know, just enjoying himself. So you guys did a set? Or like, yeah, we did a full set. <clears throat> and then he's listening to the... 
Yeah, he was in the back. I guess they have the, him in one of the backstage areas. So was it the music that inspired him to come out? Or was it planned? We'll, we'll never know. Oh, I see. Okay. We, he felt really bad that you guys weren't doing so well, so he got up and danced. Yeah, he wanted to yeah. put a face to the... Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. After all that 52,000 booing, <laughs> they, need, they needed some applause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, that's, man, that's awesome, cool, though. man. No, that's a, what a, that, so what a that's great experience. The Nelson Mandela Nelson Mandela Children's Fund was launched from there. Yeah, at the Sky Dome. Yeah, and that would have been the big. That would have been the thing that in oh, your yeah. mind is probably sitting yeah, that's the that's most that's high. As far as touring with Messenger, my one of my well, there's been so many because I toured with the Frank Zappa. That was awesome. Wow. Like playing at the CNE. You met Randy Butcher and Kitchener. Bigger. Bigger, <laughs> bigger than bigger than Zap I can ever think of. Yeah, but amazing, cool. I will think it was. Um, I would think it was when we went to Hawaii and played at the Lahaina Civic Amphitheater, just because of the beauty of the freaking place, mm. right? Hmm. So you have this grass hill, right, and the stage at the bottom, the ocean behind. The sun is setting in the ocean, and as soon as the sun goes down, boom, the lights pop up. Like, it was just, like, magic. You know, the venue was so beautiful, man. I just never... I, I fell in love with Hawaii after that after that tour. And you said you lived there even for a bit. I moved, back, I moved down there after that, and, you know, I'd spent, like, five, six months coming back to Canada. Right. You know? Unreal. Spend the winter down there. But I came back in the friggin' spring. I came back too soon, man. I landed at Pearson. Everything looked so gray. It's just coming from a tropical friggin', uh, you know? Yeah, that's how it feels for most people who work nine to five and go on vacation for seven days. (laughs) (laughs) They go to to Jamaica, have a few cocktails, they come home and go. Seven days, no, that's not good enough, man. You got to stay months. It is not good enough. I agree with that. Damn. I agree with that, man. He'll be contacting you about your buddy in the hotel. Yeah, I'll give you a hookup, bro. Seriously. Damn. Man, I, I I can't say I'm not gonna take you up on that. Yeah, man, seriously, just give me a link. I'll let him know. You, oh man, you get in touch what with the him. Fuck. Oh man, you know my uh, my uh, lady's mother. She she has a guy mm-hmm. every time uh, who picks them up from the airport. Okay. Same same dude. Oh, that's great. Every single time he does everything all week for them. Uh, he goes and gets them booze. Nice. Maybe weed. Yeah. Uh, he goes and gets everything for them, and he drives them every day, everywhere they want to go. Dude, whenever you travel, hook up with a local. That's, they yeah. Know, they know the do's and don'ts. Don't go walking down there. Don't do this. We'll take you here. That's the way they're... That's as far the as I'm go. aware, they've been to his home. Yeah. They've, his, his, uh, him and his wife have cooked them dinner. Wow. Uh, Good they've food done too. the whole thing. Oh, my God. The, are you kidding? Yeah, he loves them. He's, he, Andrew's, make, Andrew's a When last have you had some good jerk chicken? Tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have um, Ivory's right here, just one block away. Yeah. There's a Jamaican place here? There's a Jamaican just place right there. A block from here. By, what? Uh, by uh, a Jamaican family, uh, totally the legit. Real, the real deal. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it's the real deal. And I, have, I haven't been there in a while, but uh, I had oxtail last time I was there. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh-oh. Chris, you, you hear that? <laughs> Yeah, right up the right up the street. Yeah, they're good, man. They're Rupert good. And Krishna are making a plan. Chris, yeah, <laughs> and then there's Chris is from um, Guyana. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So, so those are the Roti Masters, man. Ooh. The Roti Masters. Oh my God. Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, curry. <laughs> there's a guy. There's another guy. Uh, only I think another block. Like so, there's a block to Ivory's, and then there's another block. 
and around the corner. Um, there's another dude he owns, um, I don't even know, some kind of sauces and different things that you might put on your meal or whatever. Okay. Um, but he he's, uh, and now I don't know if he's Jamaican, but he, 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 he might be, but he sells Jamaican patties. Okay. And uh, I love um, Jamaican patties. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, man. And they're so fucking good. Nice. Oh, man. Oh, you know what? I, I, I don't want to leave my other kids out because they might kill me if they hear this. Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm. Malcolm? Yeah, the Jamaican patties. Really? That's the guy's name? I think so. Okay. All right. Let's go check right. out Malcolm. All right. Yeah. On Ainsley Street. <laughs> yeah, on Ainsley. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll, right check out, we'll check out Malcolm. Thanks, D. Yeah. Oh, thanks, D. <laughs> yeah, that's our, hilarious. Our producer, our director's uh, doing a little research. D, do you know if he's, uh, if he's, uh, where he's from? Let me know if you do. Hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah, so I was going to yeah, say, I have, I have two other boys that are in the music industry. Um, one's Jamal. I think he goes by Jubal. Anyways, I'm going to send you a link to some of their stuff. Like, they're into the hip-hop stuff, but it's like, not nonsense. It's like lyrically crafted stuff. I'm good, you know, and um, really, really good. Krishna, there's yeah, there's a song that one of the songs, for instance, he does about the Buddha, and it and literally tells about the the, the life of the Buddha. Like these through, are your sons? Yeah, through a hip hop. Oh yeah. How uh, old are they? Um, he's uh, thirty two, I believe. Okay. And the other one's like thirty three. Okay. Jamal and uh, Jamal and uh, Meshach. So I'm gonna send you some. Oh wow! Uh, How do you spell Meshach? M E M-E. M-E-S-H-A-C-H. <laughs> I had to think about it for a while. M-E-S-H-A-C-H. Harvey. Wow. And Jamal. J-A-M-A-L. Cool. cool but they, they all go by, you know, like, you know, whatever. So you have three children? Um, all that gr- perform. All gr- Okay, you have three that children. No. Perform. Yeah. Okay. And, and no, my, no, four. My, my, I have another son that played at the event that uh, for Rob. Yeah, the percussion. The percussionist. Her, his yeah. Name, yeah, his name is Garima. Garima Harvey. He's like, guy's yeah. a... How the know. fuck do you spell Garima? G-E-R-I-M-A. So you have you have four okay. children. More, but... Okay, so four children that perform. Yes. All girls except for the three boys. Um, My daughter... <laughs> wait, you're getting me friggin' screwed up. <laughs> you're telling me what I have now. No, no, no. I have four sons and three daughters. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's it. Old school, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. No, that's great. Uh, did you? Did your kids just? Uh, they just took it from from dad, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's passed down like from my dad, from my dad who was a you know like church. You know, back in the day, they played the organ or the piano in church. Yeah. And sang. Yeah. So sure. that's a talent. You know, my brother, my brother's a very famous musician. You know, I was the lead guitar player for a band out of the, the one that actually created the name reggae, Toots and the Metals. My brother was a what? guitar player for 40 years. He's, he's, a, he's a double Grammy Award winner. My brother, Carl Harvey. Oh, for Christ's sake. We could have really? had, had him here. Yeah. What the he's fuck? way more important <laughs> than that. We got the wrong guy. He's what? way more important than me. I'm only a freaking Juno no, winner. Hold on. Can we, Suckers. Can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. Um, Toots in the Maytals, yeah, bro. Toots in the Maytals. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about this. T-O-O-T-S. Yeah. And the M-A-Y-T-A-L-S. They, oh. they are the guys. They're the ones that, before Bob Marley, Toots is the one that what? coined the word reggae. 
And, way. And do you know what reggae means? No. Regular music for regular people. That's actually what what he meant when he came up with that name. Regular music <sighs> for, for regular people. people. Yes, reggae. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm Isn't that incredible? You learned this something is new? an education, brother. Yeah, man. Whoa. <laughs> um, no, no. Yes. Here, okay. You got to research all this stuff, bro. My brother is a double Grammy winner. Plays with like um, uh, his friends are like you know Eric Clapton, um, no, Santana, um, um, Bonnie Raitt's one of his best friends. Bonnie Raitt. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, in those. Just, we, he, I think he, I've heard of her. He he's in the he's in the bigger circle than me. You know. He's like, Man. Yeah. Yeah, we so should give, we can give him a hold, call right now. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call him? Let's put him on the mic. I should put him on the mic. Seriously. Go ahead. Uh, if you want to, let's please let's see, do. Let's see if we get him. Oh, this okay, is the first. Okay. This yeah, is the this first. is. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see if we get Mr. Carl. Oh, and what's his name? Carl Carl, Carl Harvey. Harvey. Yes. Carl? And Search he's a, and you and look you, up Carl Harvey and and, um, and he's playing with you right now, yeah, right? We'll yeah, he plays with Messenger when he's when he wasn't touring with Toots. He would. Step over to us, and he would also play my other when funk. He's band, not Crocodile. doing anything more important. <laughs> no. Pretty no. much, pretty much. No, 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 no. I I want to hear about this coin phrase, reggae. Regular music for regular. Regular people. music for regular, for regular people. people. Yeah. What the fuck? Man? Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Let's see if we get him. Okay, so we're on live with Carl Harvey. If we if he picks up. Right. I mean, well, he is calling. As soon as he sees it's you calling, he may not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. That's Man, hilarious. wild. Pick up, brother. Yeah, we can't have too much dead air for the people on Spotify and Apple. You have reached the uh, voicemail box of. Uh, you suck. <laughs> Shout out to Carl. <laughs> I'll, I'll text him and tell him. Can, is there any way that you can expound on that at all? The regular music for regular people. I mean, that that's it's, it's huge. Yeah, that's yeah. a genre a, thing. A, a lot of people don't know the origins of the, the meaning of that name. Oh, he man. also he also called the king's music because he believed that all of us are kings and queens. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it makes sense because those guys are coming from poverty and stuff. So to elevate yourself, you have to think of yourself higher. As a king. That's right. Or you'll stay there. And these guys elevated themselves from like the hood, from the ghetto, yeah. and made it famous worldwide just by having that attitude. Attitude is everything. Yeah. Oh, man. To me, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, sorry. You know, I'm absolutely we're all just blown like, away. Yeah, I'm blown away. <laughs> That's great. Keep talking, guys. I'm no, sending a text. No, what are you doing? Oh, you're sending um, Carl a text? Well, yeah. How does he spell Carl? C-A-R-L. I have Carl on my arm. Huh? Listen, it's not the same Carl. Okay? <laughs> Kristen, Andrew, and Randy Lee. Those are my children's Oh, initials. nice. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like I'm in love with a German guy named Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, to me, this is a big deal. I, I, I don't know how big a deal it is. Uh, well, I kind of grew up with it, right? So. See, and, and, you know, you work in the movie business. He works in the movie business. You guys are both musicians. Yeah. He, he was very yeah. interested in, in you coming here today. Oh, 
Man, it's such yeah, a pleasure. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I, I love this guy, man. And meeting you now, you know, putting the real flesh to... Because your dad just speaks, spoke so highly of you. You know, I was really trying my best to, to get get your stuff to the right guy, but he flaked on me too. No, that, that makes you know? me feel bad because I don't speak of him the same. Yeah, I know. I, he doesn't know that we talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, yo, th- nah, first off, I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, but, for, but for real, uh, regular music for regular people, that's really, that's reggae? Yeah. That was the original meaning behind that name. And when, when did this arise? When did this idea, this genre... Well, it, it sprung from out of ska and rock steady. Remember, do you remember like back in the, back in the day? I think it was um, Aretha Franklin, rock steady, baby. Yeah. What it is, yeah, yeah. what it is. So that came from out of Jamaica. Actually, hip hop, actually, you know, the rapping stuff that we do, like dance hall and stuff. The Americans adapted it and took it their own direction, did their own thing, but it originated in Jamaica. It, was, it started in New York in the 1960s. Um, by this guys called the Last Poet, who were like political, you know, back in the day when the civil rights movement was going on, and you know, and they wanted a voice, so they started doing poetry, but they were doing it to percussion. Yeah, like hip, like beatnik. Beatnik. Yes, that's that's the whole. That's the root of hip hop. Okay. Yeah, and that came from other. That actually started in Jamaica. And if you if you listen to people like KR- prior to that, yeah, if you, if you listen to people like KRS One, they run down the the whole history of how the Jamaican thing influenced KRS One, baby. Yeah, he, original. He, he knows how it was Jamaica that influenced New York, Harlem, and that's where the whole hip hop movement started was in New York. Wow. Yeah. So, for for that little place in the in the sun, man, it's got a lot of influence. So it derived from Ooh, one second reggae. Ooh. Carl. Carl, can you hear me? I can hear you. You're live on the ear right now, doing a <laughs> doing a, a podcast with, um, with Randy and Andrew. Randy, I'm going again. Yes, Randy and Andrew. Okay. I was telling them, you know, <laughs> I'm saying I'm I'm just a mere Juno winner, but I was explaining to them about Toots and the Metals and the origins of the word reggae, regular music for regular people, King's music. So they were kind of blown away by all this. So, anyways, introduce yourself, guys. Hi, Carl. This is Randy Butcher. Uh, um, Rupert and I have been friends since the early 1980s and have done a lot of movie TV work together. And uh, okay. we're, yeah, we just uh, we're just fun friends. Uh, we we know each other through the martial arts. And this is my okay. son. And this is my son and, Andrew. And Carl, yeah, I'm I'm Andrew, and I've been friends with Rupert for uh, a few hours now, and he's already. Uh, uh, told me that he has a great connection in Montego Bay that I can't wait to use. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Carl, uh, we have you on the phone right now, and it's unbelievable because, in my opinion, uh, this uh, reggae, regular music for regular people, is probably the coolest thing that I have heard in form of information in my life. It's awesome. Um, I don't know if you want to answer this right now on the phone, but how the hell did that come up? How do what come up? Um, reggae, reggae, the, the 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 genre. It's unbelievable. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think it basically just happened. It evolved. 
you know, reggae didn't start like say boom, like uh, let's let's invent reggae, right? It evolved out of other indigenous styles of music from Jamaica, and the predecessor to reggae was rock steady. I mm. love this rock steady. What right? the hell? This is one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. So, like, if, if you're gonna look at the at, at the genre chronologically, it would have started. It would have. Actually, before like like Mento and and uh, Kumina, that kind of stuff, which 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 came out of like uh, the the Black Spiritualist Church, right? Okay. And then from there, it kind of got um, you know merged to with 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 uh, American big band music, right? During the ska era. Right, and you had big band sounds like out of Jamaica, like Tommy McCook and like Carlos Malcolm, and um, mm. there are a whole bunch of other people like Vikings, and those bands were essentially playing um, swing, but with your own style, right? And there there was a prominent drop with it, like Scout was dubbed, mm, 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 uh, so you know, so oh, on the wow. with a with with a drop. On, on the one, right, one, and, and what, and, you know, and then out of there, it slowed down, right, now, I've, I've got my own theories about that, but, you know, I think what, when Scout was happening, the, 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 uh, the prominent recreational drug of choice was alcohol. Well, yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and then it became rock steady, which, which got slower, right? Okay. And I, I, that as uh, people started smoking more weed, the music started to slow down. So no shit. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is rust. Rock, rock steady evolved into reggae, you know, which was Man. again a slower version. And now, and, and what I and from what I understand, you sort of took. You you sort of pioneered this reggae shift. Not really. I mean, I I came on 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 board well after. Now I did play with one of the pioneers, right? And um, that person was Toots Hibbert from Toots and the Maytals, right? Mm. But again, there, I mean, there are a lot of misconceptions about how things you know came sure. about. Sure, right? sure, sure. He coined the term, but he didn't formulate the style. Right. The style is something that, that, that evolved in the studio with musicians, right? Session guys. Okay. You know, they're tired of playing the same thing all the time, and, you know, things evolved. I mean, those guys had, you know, a fairly um, varied and eclectic background. So those, most of those guys could play jazz. They could play... Um, you know, a little bit of rock and roll. They played American soul music, you know? And so the music evolved, right? Incredible, and, yeah. Um, you know, they, they didn't know what to call it, right? And, and Toots had a song that he called Do the Reggae, right? Now, the, 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 the word reggae came from another Jamaican word called strege. Okay. 
Okay. And I, and I, and I, I've heard this from the horse's mouth because that's the man, I heard from my brother Tony, but I played lead guitar with Toots in the Makehouse for many, many years, right? And like, you did Toots, tell us? You know, told me how it came about, right? And the, the, the word strege was, um, a, a, it was a slang reference to a loose woman. I think right? I think I, I know her. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. So like you know, they say, oh, that that girl is a striggy girl, meaning that she's you know she'll go sleep with anybody. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Wow. Right. I, I can I've see why this, this became before. very popular. But so he wrote a song about that, right? But at the time, Jamaican radio was very conservative. And he would never have gotten a song with that word in it on the radio. Ah, uh, that makes sense. So he changed the name from Strege to Reggae and said, "Do the Reggae." That is insane. So it so so it went to uh, it went to regular music for regular people from regular girls for regular guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, hey, 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 Carl. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Um, I was gonna uh, say if you could mention some of the the musicians and stuff that you've actually interacted with and played with and are friends of yours. I I mentioned Bonnie Raitt and a couple other people. Oh yeah, I mean like so far as as, as touring and and the people that we've we played with and opened for. I mean I've I've opened for the Stones like nine times. Like like we're probably one of the favorite opening bands who who the the, the, the what the stones yeah never heard yeah. never <laughs> <laughs> wow man okay Can yeah so yeah you know like um we had a pretty good personal relationships with, with like both uh ron and keith you know sure yeah uh, we're, I, we're on a first name basis with a lot of people too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's crazy. You know, people look through my through my phone and they see pictures. You know, I hear I'm you know standing with Keith Richards or or with Ron Wood and they're like, oh, you know, those guys. And they say I'm wearing a tour tag. You know, so yeah, I went tour with them. Yeah, that's wicked, man, Carl. That's incredibly you gotta fascinating. Get up here. Yeah, wow, well, <laughs> fucking love to have them. You know, get you both out here on on some like. Yeah, you should both be here. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, so there's that, you know, we, Dave Matthews is someone, someone else that I know quite well, you know. Dave Matthews? Yeah. Really? Man, right, right on. Yeah. Right on, very so, cool, fuck. You know, we've toured out and shit even with, um, oh my God, what's, I forget, my, my, I'm, I'm driving right now, so my, yeah. my attention is a little bit divided. Um, I saw Dave Matthews on a podcast recently and he was going... Rupert and Carl Harvey. Wow. No <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, Cheryl Crow. You know. Cheryl Crow, yeah. These boots were made for walking. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't know that? Nancy Sinatra. Carl, to be honest with you, uh, I just felt like I was uh, hearing a little bit about history. Um, I'm a fan of reggae music and... Uh, it was just yeah, you know, and, and awesome. I worked with a lot of the uh, the Jamaican crew as well because, like, I worked with Sly and Robbie well before they were Sly and Robbie and well known. Wow, because right? uh, they were studio musicians. That's how I met him. I, I I was 
in the studio working with Jack and Two in Jamaica, and um, you know they were working for a producer named Bunny Lee. I was doing some stuff with him as well, and um, you know I remember showing Robbie Shakespeare it's unreal. Yeah. how I how you played funk bass like slap bass. You're on camera. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know? That's wicked, man. That is so cool. Yeah, and you know, so yes, over the years I've, I've met a lot of those guys, either either in the studio in Jamaica or on the road, someplace back in Europe or other places. I mean, I've been fortunate, you know, that I've, I've toured uh, on five continents, you know. So that's awesome, unbelievable. And this I'm is my, this is my, the first time that Going Again podcast. Now, I'm, I apologize; it's the second time. That, that it, this is the second time, Carl, that Going Again podcast had two guests on at the same time. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is wicked. Carl, um, yeah. thanks for taking your brother's call and calling him back, man. Yes. It was great to talk to you. Truly. Yeah, Truly. we'll do this again, Carl. So thank you very much for calling back, man. Appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to tell him the story about how I held Keith Richards' guitar before he did. You got it oh, for him. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll I'll fill them in. Okay, cool. No, Carl, right. thanks, thanks Carl. I appreciate it, brother. Cheers, brother. All right. Okay, All bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I'll fill you in on that. So let me ask you a question before you fill us in yeah. on this guitar story. Yeah. Was was Carl at the top of my stairs at the karate club? No. He, oh, okay, he, great. Okay, no, no worries. No, no, he wasn't there. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to tease him when I meet him. <laughs> so I'm at my mom's house one day. Delivery guy comes and it's a package. I go, what's this? And my brother is just so laid back and done. And he goes, oh, that's a guitar. Um, it's Keith's guitar. I surprised him in Paris next week. I go, what do you mean, Keith's guitar? He goes, yeah, and picked up this little thing for Keith Richards, like $10,000 guitar. I'm giving it to him as a surprise next week in Paris. No. I'm like, <laughs> say that again. This is Keith Richards' guitar. And I go, dude, you got to take, can I open the package and put it on to take a picture. I want to make sure I, I touch it before Keith does. So I said, sure, go for it. So I put, on, I put the guitar on and my brother snapped a couple of pictures and I felt I was on top of the world because I held Keith's guitar before he, my brother, oh, actually it was in Copenhagen that he was meeting Keith the following week. Wicked. Yeah, so one of those things. That's fun. Man, <laughs> rock and roll history, bro. Reggae history, straight history. I love that, this. Dude, he's way deeper than me. I, you know what I'm saying? Why are you here? I don't know. Why didn't you, why didn't you just offer up your brother when I asked I you to know. come? I <laughs> know. Dude, slap me silly next time. I didn't even It'll know you had like a brother. <laughs> no. But no, yeah, really, my, man. My, my this is very cool. Like I said, no. my brother's a double Grammy Award winner, yeah. man. Yeah, but so I love cool, you, though, man. Thank you. I, yeah. I came on the Canadian side, just a, a humble Juno and a Casby and whatever else. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I can't stop smiling that you're here. This yeah, is so a, now, that whole thing, that whole thing was as cool <clears throat> as it can get. Uh, Thank give, you for that. Give thanks, brother. Thank you for I'm that. so happy to be here with you guys, man. And you're real people, man. I love and respect that. He's never changed since I met him. Yeah. What? what he's gonna, tell me, he's gonna tell me a dirty joke outside before I you leave. Know, speaking of dirty and speaking of change, he did <laughs> change my diapers. <laughs> that's that's true. That is. Yeah. Wow. I, I, wish I, <laughs> I found out something today that really there. shocked me. The reason why they never had a pregnant Barbie doll. Why? Because Ken came in a different box. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's totally you. 
No, that was a great joke. <laughs> yeah, that was that was classic Randy. <laughs> you know, some people remember movie lines and TV lines and dialogue. All that. he remembers every joke that is told to him. I still tell some of his jokes. He, he doesn't even know this. I'm not going to go into this because it's politically incorrect. But it had <laughs> it had to do with the Lone Ranger going in a bar and leaving Tonto outside with a horse. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Say Whoa. nothing. Say nothing. Can we say it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you see how good my memory is. <laughs> You're the one that told me that. I still tell that joke till today. <laughs> That's this brilliant. is wicked. Oh That's God. brilliant. So, okay, so I've seen you since the the uh, the border, but I can't remember where. Can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, doesn't are you matter. working on any shows? Uh, uh, yeah, recently? yes, but I can't mention them. Okay. No, no, I I am. I've got a number of things. Uh, happening, so you want to go to work? If you ever wor- want to work me a little bit, but don't 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 let me do anything crazy. Are you, just are you still active as a union member, kind of thing? Well, you know, every, you know the way the union it is. Doesn't matter. We'll, we'll and anytime you get a show, you go down there and they reinstate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They we'll, just want money. Yeah, we'll work it out. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, you want to go to work? That's fine. Yeah. Some simple stuff though, not yeah, like no, not no. Like I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Actually. Uh, yeah, I said earlier we should have had you out on Mary Kingstown, but it's if you see that photo right there, how many guys? Ninety three. Well, there's ninety two on there. Yeah. Who's that? What's, what's that from? Um, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. It's a uh, oh. starring Jeremy Renner. That looks like a prison. Yeah, it was a is a prison show in Kingston, Ontario. Oh. Just a, it's three thousand miles away. From <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you get to Kingston, go, Jamaica, turn a corner and, and then turn 3, left. 000, go left for four thousand miles. Go, that's right. That's north. right. You'll get to Kingston, Ontario. This is okay. That might sound ridiculous, but this actually <laughs> happened to me in real life. I was once living with some hippies in a commune in Arizona. <laughs> that's hard to believe. <laughs> Did the hair give it away? Anyways. You throw that in front of your shoulder so people can see oh, it, brother. Oh, it's, it's, there you go. There you go. It's, it's, it's uh, gorgeous. It's out there. So anyways, I meet this freaking cowboy in the middle of the desert, and he goes, you have a different accent. Where are you from? I go, oh, I'm from Toronto. That's pretty good. Yeah. I go, I go, I'm from Toronto. He goes, Toronto. Oh, yeah, about 40 miles down the road and turn left. And I said, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> you're heading north. <laughs> well, he was smoking something. Okay. <laughs> he was smoking something, the music slowed down. <laughs> uh, could I tell you guys a real... Oh, you're going to love this. Speaking about cowboys, because I've played places like Tombstone, you know, and wow. some, some yeah, really... Cool. Oh, yeah. I, I got some Tombstone stories, but this one... Actually, a... Deanna, just a quick fact, is a freak fan of the movie Tombstone. You're kidding? Yeah. Oh, she likes so, that. That's pretty... Yeah, yeah, she likes men with guns. The fast draw. Yeah, yeah. Deanna, don't say anything. I'll, I'll speak for you. I played, for a loves... rodeo. I played for for rodeo cowboys in Tombstone, Deanna. You know, yeah, if you speak into your microphone, that. she can hear you. You don't have to yell through the wall. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I forgot about something called technology. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm in go. Calgary uh, doing a gig with Messenger for the Stampede, of all things, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, You know, I can see that. Yeah. Did you all wear cowboy hats? Um, I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad. I did the dread, I did the dread <laughs> thing. Okay. So, so, I'm walking down the stairs in the hotel, right? Didn't feel like taking the elevator. 
the biggest guy I've ever seen is coming up the stairs. I mean, when I say big, I can't pass him unless he turns sideways. And he's freaking massive with arms like this. And we're like, no, face to face. And I'm like, uh-oh. And he goes, hey, you were them, one of them there Rastafarians? And I go, yes, sir. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, and you play that there ragu? And I go, <laughs> yes. Italian spaghetti music. Yeah. yeah. And I go, yeah, I do. I said, I'm actually in town to do a show during the, during the, the rodeo. He goes, well, put her here. He goes, us cowboys love dancing to that there ragu music. No way. I swear to God. The buddy boy shook my hands and gave me free tickets to the backstage here. And I watched him perform. And I had the best time of my life. Took care of me, bro. Who was that guy? I'd never seen him before in my life. He's a musician? He was a rodeo cowboy. Oh, rodeo. Okay. A rodeo oh, cowboy. Oh, wow, wicked. Wow. A rodeo cowboy. So, again, break all the stereotypes that, you know, these guys are all rednecks. Blah, blah. Yeah, no, yeah. this nice guy, bro. Buddy boy told me like reggae, like dancing, and he gave me two tickets to the rodeo. Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> I love That's a good story. Yeah, it's a great story. Um, yeah, it's actually, not, not but, quite as good as Carl. No, Carl's better. <laughs> Why am I even freaking here? <laughs> Carl's Krishna, Krishna, come take over. <laughs> come talk about the Guyanese jungle. <laughs> <laughs> actually i what i would I, I would love to know um with this that is uh, some people might actually hear that what you just told um that's and, true and and think uh that's kind of a, a wacky uh i don't know what you call it. i don't know what you call that i don't know what the word is but um there are stereotypes and all kinds of things happening in the world today yeah. that are just outrageous and unbelievable now in your time you come from a time where people believe that these kinds of uh whether it's racism mm -hmm. or um discrimination or any of these kinds of things uh existed more prominently mm -hmm. more disturbingly perhaps um and in your time being a musician touring all around and meeting people like this which sounds like yeah. an oxymoron or something did I get that word right? I don't. Um, know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what oxymoron. No, um, of course. Um, what are your thoughts on how uh, people really, really are? real people? Did you, yeah. Did you, dude? Did you interact with a lot of racism, or did you interact with, dude? A lot of this has to do with how you are. How you see things, how you are open and and not judgmental of others, and people come to you with a whole different vibe. Let me tell you, I told you that I played in Tombstone, okay, and it was it was for rodeo. When our tour bus pulled up, you know, we're, we were macking back in the day. We had a big tour bus. We pulled up, and this guy comes before we even got off the tour bus. This guy was right at the door and and is knocking. He goes, "Hey, you guys, the band playing tonight?" Like this, and I go, yeah, man. We're just pulling up first, doing our sound check and stuff. It goes, go, man. I had a shit year at the rodeo, man. It goes, me and my old lady. I didn't make nothing. It goes, I fell off my horse in two seconds. I'm not, I'm not making anything. But I'd really like to come to the concert tonight. I got quite a few of my buddies coming, but I'm broke, just like that. And I'm like, oh, this guy's so open and honest, right? <laughs> Cowboy, right? And I said, tell you what, bro, you're my guest. You're on the guest list. You're backstage. Anything that we have is yours. And Buddy Boy threw his arms around me. Okay. Wow. 
That guy and his wife came and danced all night long. At the end of the night, you know, when we have to do our teardown and stuff, he helped our road crew. He friggin' helped put the equipment back in the, in, in the, in, under the bus and stuff like that. He gave me the biggest hug. Tell, and he couldn't stop thanking me. He said it was one of the best nights of his life. When wow. would this have been? When? This was in 19... Uh, Charles was playing at the time, so that would be around like 88. 88? 88, wow. Okay. Right? So my point is, it's all how you interact with people. And some people judge because of what they hear on the media, but personal sometimes, if they give it a chance, I found that I had a lot of great experiences. I had some negative experiences. Sure. Right? But most of them was like, because I'm such an open kind of friendly kind of person, I generate that energy from those people. Even if they came with other ideas in their mind. Once they met me, they said, this guy's a freaking regular guy. And those I, ideas were probably generated from media yes, or propaganda. A, a, a lot of it. Okay. Right? I, Me, personally, I had mostly good... There's some. There's a few bad ones, but not much. The, the good ones outweigh the bad. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm traveling from freaking coast to coast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Traveling and, through in some... In both countries. And, yeah. And, and seeing everything, man. I mean, like, I, 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 I miss the road, man, just because of that. I remember one time in California... Pickup truck. We're in a in a, um, a stop. You know, we pull over just to rest for a little bit, and a pickup truck pulls over, and a guy with a friggin' ten gallon hat, tight jeans, and you know, friggin' truck walks over, and this guy's tough looking, and me and Eric, I still we still remember, we still talk about this. He was walking right towards us. This guy's like friggin' John Wayne on steroids, and he comes up to me, goes, "Because you guys Jamaican," and I I go, "Yeah, we are, sir." He goes. Okay, I got something for you. So he t- so we're going, oh shit, is it the shoddy or the friggin' nine mil? <laughs> he turns around and goes back to his friggin' truck, right? And we're going, me and Eric are going, shit, we can't even run, bro. It doesn't even make sense. Let's just stay here, right? He comes back and he's got a friggin' bag. He goes, well, I know you boys like your herb. <laughs> and he gives no. us, I swear to God, he gives us this big bag of weed. And we have it on the tour bus all the way from California till we hit the Canadian border. The craziest part about this story is, is, is how much racism went on by both sides. Yes. No, yes. <laughs> just, no I'm just kidding. But no, just, seriously, just, though. Yeah, seriously. There's an never assumption, yeah. but but it's it's a kind assumption. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just who you meet and who you are. Like if, if you go into it all friggin' tense and like chip on your shoulder, you're going to get that back. You know what I mean? Life is a reflection. Totally, man. Yeah. Good. I like that. Yeah, man. You're a philosopher, ain't you? Well, that too, but Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Lee wrote a movie mm-hmm. that David Carradine starred in. Is that um, Iron Circle of Iron? No. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, what was it called? But uh, Silent you, Flute? Silent Flute. Ah. And, and David had to go through a number... Of, Bruce Lee wanted to mm-hmm. star in it, but he had to go through a, a number of trials mm-hmm. to get to... The meaning of life. I love that movie. The prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he got into the cave, or whatever, I may, this may not even be the movie. This is just my memory of the story. Um, he found a book. Right. And when he opened the book, all it was was a mirror. Mirror. Yeah. Because life is a reflection. Absolutely. I remember that. That's a beautiful movie. Hmm. My uh, Mike Vandrell was also involved in that project, by the way. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know? Um, Bruce Lee was supposed to star in it, but at the time they couldn't have like an Asian guy yeah, that, be the be yeah. the lead actor. Yeah. That's how that went down. But um that movie, my favorite part of that movie was when the blind master and the student was walking through this town 
and there was a procession, like a wedding going on, and there's this pompous young man on a horse, and everyone just worshiping his beauty. And then the blind master says to his student, bring me close to that guy. So he said, brought him up, held his hand. He went close to the kid that was getting married. He was All the girls were just like in love with this guy. The blind master punched him in the nose and broke it, made it crooked. So the student frequently goes, Master, why did you do that? You've ruined this young man's life. You, he's so, he's, you, make, you crooked his nose. He's so ugly now. He goes, I've just saved his life. His arrogance would have been the death of him. Uh, oh, I have to see this movie oh. again. Yes. Okay, so now I'm going to oh. watch The Silent Flute and Cocktail. <laughs> Between both of them, they both sort of sound like they have the same premise. Oh, it's the same storyline. <laughs> Silent Flute and Cocktail. Same what the story. fuck's going yeah. on? <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's like, what do you call that when a guy gets snipped? Silent Whoa. Flute. <laughs> snipped? That's called caster, castration no, by, yeah, by, the, by the, Colonel E.D. <laughs> Chapakakoff. Whoa. Oh, sorry. The, the Silent Flute. Yeah, yeah, flute. yeah, yeah. The Silent Flute. <laughs> Colonel Chapakakoff. Good. Colonel Chapakakov, yeah. wow. famous Russian general. Have you? Have you? Uh, did you do much uh, touing <laughs> with um, some of the southern states? And, yeah, and yeah, I did everything. I mean, again, did did what some, was it like? Would some just, places was weird. Okay, if I can ask. Okay, it, you know. here's the weirdest one. You guys, I, I shouldn't be telling this, but this this is fuck okay, that. Th no, this is where <laughs> this is the one we want to hear. This is the one, right? So we're north of in the border. 2000 and I think eight or ten, I go to the Turks and Caicos on a shoot, where these producers developing a show called Combat Model, where we we take ten supermodels, teach them martial arts for one month, and then they fight in teams. They have the white team and the black team. That'd be fantastic. Dude, this, this, <laughs> okay, just wait a second. What are they wearing? These, oh my God, these women are like it's off hilarious. the hook. I mean, so, <laughs> I, so I'm one of the I'm one of the trainers, okay, and we they put us up in this eight friggin' multi million dollar mansion, and this place is unbelievable, like infinity pool overlooking the ocean. The girls are in heaven. Everyone's having a great time. Anyways, we finish the um, the pilot down there, and then they're gonna bring it back to pitch it in L.A. and stuff like that. On the way back. I've gotten to know the girls really well and stuff. That's you know very friendly. I keep keep things very professional. Um, sure. I get to the air. We weren't supposed to stop in Miami. All I heard was professional, very friendly. Shut Listen, up! I, I got professional from supermodel <laughs> yeah. fight. So check this out. We're supposed to fly directly back to Canada, but they change it and they land in Miami. We have to friggin' disembark. Okay. Okay. And all their stuff comes off. I'm coming through. The girls are in front. The producer is with me and the director. The um. The, the photographer guy, the director of photography is there, the OP. And they all go through. You know, I showed my ID. I, in those days, you travel with just your Canadian citizenship. You didn't need a passport. Right. So I show my, my friggin' thing to this, to this guy at the border. And he goes, hmm, good job. When do you make it? I go, what? I go, that's an official Canadian document, sir. He goes, well, you're not traveling today. I'm deporting you right back to the Turks and Caicos, where you come from. I go, I'm not from the Turks and Caicos. I don't even freaking know anyone there. I'm there working, sir. And he goes, well, you're not going to, you're not traveling to Canada today. And I'm, and, and the, so the girls are yelling at him. And this even makes it worse. They're going, he's with us. What the hell's the problem? We all came through. We went down as a company and we're all coming back together. And he even gets madder. He's, this guy's just like, you know, 
Anyways, the cheeks are red and he's all happy. He's going to mess me up. So I, all, I learned something a long time ago because I've had years on the road. I go, I don't want to talk to this peon. Excuse me, may I speak to your supervisor? Sure. He looks surprised that I knew my rights, right? So he could, they can't, they're not allowed to refuse that. So he got his supervisor. Supervisor came and looked at my ID. Looks at it. Goes, so tell me, um, where's colder, Vancouver or Toronto? I said, well, Toronto is a lot colder than Vancouver, but if you want cold, go to Winnipeg. He goes, let this man through right now. Oh, wow. Yes. Always think. You could, you could either panic, he right? Threw, he threw Canadian trivia at, at you. At me, yeah. And, I, and, <laughs> and I, ma I messed him up by saying, Winnip if you want cold, go to Winnipeg. And the guy goes, let this guy through right now. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I could have panicked and started getting scared and arguing with the guy. I go, no, I'm going to talk to your supervisor. Shout out to the dick at the border. Yeah. 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 yeah no shit. Notice how I got the From border. the border. Right? Yeah, I was just going to say. Oh, yeah. You, 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 connection you, you just made. You worked that show, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I mention it and people watch it, they sell it, I make more money. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Nah, yeah. man, that's awesome, man. You've had quite a life. Well, thank you. I You've hope there's quite... a little bit more left to go. I mean, are you satisfied? Well, you know, you're a musician yourself, so you know we're always trying to reach that next level. And for my my personal thing is like it's always been about a good message. You know what I mean? So I I still feel that I have something to share with the world and put out something positive. Some kind and, of messenger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's in our name itself, right? So yeah. I hope yeah. to be able to continue doing that and showing a positive side in a, in a world that is so politically correct right now and so negative and anything you say scrutinized. I'm done with that bullshit. I'm sorry, man. Like, no, I literally sorry. I literally choose to yeah. hang with people that I can talk to. You want to make a joke and crack a joke at me? If I can't take it, I'm a piece of, you know, I'm nothing. Give me the friggin' joke. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays, you say that, you can lose your career. You you know, like, I just don't like what's going on. Put it that way. We should joke because at the at the end of the day, all of us are different. Absolutely. All of us. Diversity is what makes the world go around, brother. 100%, yeah. man. Uh, fuck, yeah. They're locked into ideas that were beamed into their friggin' stupid heads and their both sides are... I don't know, man, but... I have hope for my children and um, and my friends and Good. guys like yourself, people that are still there. Yeah, yeah, and in close quarters we can say what we want, Absolutely. be what we want, and have the fun that we want. Absolutely. Um, but this world is made up of not close quarters anymore. No, it's made up of uh, wide quarters, I guess you want to call it. But yeah. it's fucking everything up, isn't it? It is, and um, I don't really like what you know. I remember the days when me and Randy could stand out on the sidewalk and he'd tell me all this friggin' racist bullshit jokes. I'd, <laughs> I'd laugh my head off. Yo, and those I, are his I, best jokes. I love it. <laughs> I keep it to this day. I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's a, he's, in, he's my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's great. I love you, Rupert. I love you too, brother. Thank you. And thank you for any time you've had opportunities to bring me in. And I, if I had opportunities to come work with you, like when you said you, when you were in a pinch that time and Rob and I came Fuck, down. that was that was brilliant, brother. Thank you, man. No, no, that was so brilliant. Does it make sense thank that you, uh, either one of you have become who you've become because of who you are? Wow. And, and, and no, no, no 
skin, no fucking nothing else, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we were both. I think the martial arts both gave us that depth and that discipline. For where Randy made it into the stunt industry, do you know how many freaking hundreds or thousands are trying to get there? Yeah, I'm living the dream. It's not an easy road. You have to have something special within you. For me, from the music side, to be the first black R&B band and reggae band to be second. Just a second. Yeah. You're black? Yeah, well, black Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, um, it, our, our um, I think, upbringing, um, the roots, determination, defining from a young age what, what I want to, I didn't want to be just mainstream nine to five kind of person. I, I already knew that. Right. You know? Same. Yeah. Man, this um, this has hands down been. Uh, I've I've done a lot of uh, we've 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 been doing this for a year, and I've done some great podcasts and uh, some that, I whatever. I, You're number thirty five. This is a home. This is a this is yeah. This is a thirty five. It's wow. a good number, but it's That's it's awesome. um. This is one of the most meaningful. And just best in general. Well, thank you, man. And it had to be that way this because very cool, we had a personal connection from our youth. Like yeah. when when I met you, I was like in my twenties. Yeah, man. Unbelievable. We still got a, a a few minutes to like uh, to um, tidy all this up. But before you go, yes, sir. Um, as you can see, there's a whole bunch of there's a lot of marker, a lot oh, of ink okay. on this okay, table, okay, and okay. we would love for you, obviously, yeah. to sign this table. Please sign it wherever you would like. Thank you. If you would like. And the most incredible thing, the most incredible thing is getting in touch with my brother and him talking to you guys over the phone. That, uh, was, that, was, that was amazing. That's man. never happened before. It's never know? happened before here, no. here either. All right. Yeah. Let me do my thing, bro. Yeah, do yeah. it. Do and, it. Wherever you want. I want, I want something clean. Feel free to draw a picture. Well, that's not clean. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I see you. Oh. Ah, big love too. For those people listening, of course, it's a big sharpie scratching across the table. Not an unusual sound. Big love to my brothers. Does that say redneck? Oh, it says Randy. That says big love to my brothers. (laughs) Oh, and then Rupert. Oh, fuck, for fuck's sakes. I'm reading that wrong. What were you reading? Uh, <clears throat> shut up. D-R-E-W. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Rupert. There Thank you, you go. Man. I love that. Yes. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Uh, love that you came here. Thanks, brother. And Bring that mic. Yes. And... It wouldn't have been possible. Uh, my, my brother Krishna drove me up because many years ago, Thank you. when I was living in Hawaii and I was dumb enough, like I was down there along my, my license expired while I was down there. And then I came back and they changed the rules or I couldn't just pay the thing and just continue. They told me that I had to start over again like a kid. And I got very upset. 
And I said, screw that. I'm not freaking going back and repeating all that shit again since when I was a little kid. I've driven for freaking years with a clean record. So I got stubborn. I said, fuck you. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but in the end, they won. But, but <laughs> I should have done it. Awesome. Now, I, now, I've seen the drive-in in Jamaica. The man won. <laughs> okay. It is fucking insane. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. insane. Um, thank you, Krishna. So, so Krishna. Thank you, Krishna. Krishna yeah. yeah, Krishna, Krishna is, is um, my right-hand person, man. Like, he does Qigong with me. Awesome. Okay. For oh, the, wow. For many years, many years. Wow. Yes, sir. Very cool. Well, Rupert, cool, I got to tell you, man. Yeah, I love you. I love you too, my brother. And uh, we have a connection that... Yeah, fuck it. It goes back. You can't even talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you, man. Unless, I'm here for you, you know? Anything I can do, you know, it's tough out there in the industry, but anything that ever comes up, you know, I will definitely pass it your way. I'm no, I can't guarantee because it's hard for me right now also. It's all good. The industry's changed. Yeah. But like like I said, if the opportunity comes, and I can recommend you to go to Jamaica and stay at my, my buddy's like little five-star private resort right <laughs> on Runaway Bay. Right well, on the beach. well, listen. Oh, run, Runaway Bay. Bay. Runaway not, Bay. Not Montego. Yeah, not Montego. No. Oh, I said Montego, I think, no. earlier. Yeah. Runaway Bay, which is way more exclusive, way more private, way it more is, peaceful. It is. It yeah. is. I've been to both. Yes. And I, Runaway is way better. Yes. That's what I'm Where talking about. I'm sending you the runaway. The girl's pretty great too. Yes. Man. Yeah. That... Um, well, uh, I don't mean to get sappy. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to get too sappy, but me be either. Between Carl and your connection, I love you too, man. Love you too. <laughs> yeah, man. Love you, man. No, yeah, really. This your was, family. You this guys was are family. an absolute pleasure. Yeah. I, I, I was so you know excited so to have you on. You know what's so funny? Because I've known your dad for so long, is that when I met you, it's just like there was no barriers or nothing. It was just an instantly family. I felt that right away. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, Thank you. That man. is amazing. Yeah, man. Okay. No crying on a podcast. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my gla dark glasses on just in case. Yeah, man. I was crying between cuts. There was. <laughs> <laughs> Rupert. Uh, Rupert, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I, I hope, I wish the best for you guys and continue doing all this great work. I can't thank believe you. the incredible setup that you have here. And it shows a person. When I look at the pictures on the wall, that's, that's Randy that I remember. It shows a person that's followed their dream and their passion since from their youth. Fuck yeah. And that's what matters. A lot of people don't know the direction or what they want to do. The people that do, this is the end result. And 100%. congratulations and thank you and blessings for you and your family. Yes. 100%. Thanks, Absolute. man. I agree with that. Absolute. Cheers. Thank okay, you. guys. Cheers, guys. I was going again. Yes, podcast. Yeah. Cut it, D.